From the time he could stand, he was baptized in the fire of combat, taught never to retreat, never to surrender, but death on the battlefield in service to Sparta was the greatest glory he could achieve in his life. Hello and welcome to episode 300 of Under the Call of MS. I am Sparta, Spartacus. Normal Thursday comics and MS episode. I was going to do a special 300 episode, but nah, we'll hold off for now. <laughs> Let's make this a normal, normal Thursday episode. It didn't land on an oddball day, so I'm just going to go with it like that for now. And today, yeah. Uh, little pile of comics to go through some fun some horror starting off with some zombies from xenoscope we have grim spotlight cinderella versus zombies this is a one shot and it's fun seeing cinderella it starts off right out the bat they don't fool around at all they put her right in the center of a pile of zombies right off the bat. And a little synopsis here. Cinderella has taken on the apocalypse and died. Taken on her own mind and lost. And even taken on Christmas. Kind of one. But this time, she takes on a whole new threat. Deciding what to eat. Oh, and zombies. When a crazed, obsessive lunatic accidentally brings on the zombie apocalypse, yes, one of those, somehow, for some reason, our only hope is Cindy. Don't miss this violent, no-punch-pulling, insane adventure that only Cindy can stumble into. But yeah, like they said, she's out looking for something to eat. She's caught up in the zombie apocalypse, trying to figure out what's going on. And along the way, she happens to run into some characters. She's on a date with a goofy guy that's kind of like trying to take advantage of her. And he's kind of annoying, and she kind of puts him off. We happen to see other things start to arise around these characters as we're watching the date go on and all that stuff and her coming across some other people along the way and all the zombies just happen to bust into the area into the diner into her life and affect a bunch of things and we happen to see a certain event that is happening early on in here that will be re-referenced later on in the book but that could be a cause to the whole apocalypse itself. And so we have to find out more about this. And along the way, we got a character that's kind of running some of the ab- zombie apocalypse himself and causing a bunch of things to happen along the way. And Cindy just decides to take things into her hands and deal with it along. In the means that she knows best with her 
with a trusty little sword that she has. But we do come across a group of characters during this whole mission. It's kind of fun with what all happens with everybody and all the different characters and creatures that hop up along the way. But yeah, this is a fun little zombie horror story with Cinderella involved and she's she's a fun character. She likes she's set in her own ways, likes to take care of herself and get what she wants out of life instead of being abused by her evil stepsisters stuff like that. But yeah, that was by Xenoscope. A lot of fun. Wasn't really a holiday-ish episode. Um, came out a little late in the season, even though it ha- does have a candy and pumpkin cover. But I don't think it was meant for a Halloween release. But it could have been. And then I checked out the first two issues of a new run called Digger. This is by Action Lab. And Danger Zone. It's basically a, about a grave digger. We end up, well, we start out with two characters an older gentleman and a younger gentleman that are grave diggers in a cemetery that just so happens to come to life a little bit every now and then. And they have to deal with. All kinds of interesting creatures of the night along the way in this cemetery. And they take care of some zombies in this one and have some references to some a possible vampire down the road. And the older gentleman decides it's time for him to quit. Go to Vegas or go wherever and... Enjoy his last few years of life instead of wasting them just killing off the dead that don't want to stay dead. And so the younger gravedigger has to find a new apprentice down the road. And while this is all going on, we see that he has a little thing for a local waitress at a diner. She happens to bring him pie a lot not really knowing if he likes pie or not because (laughs) he stockpiles it you never really see him take a bite of pie but he definitely likes his alcohol and so does a person that might end up being his new apprentice we find a girl that happens in a town that has has, uh, lots of troubles under her belt her own little issues in life and she answers an ad but doesn't read the fine print and just so happens to get trained quickly into dealing with the realm of the undead and we get to see how she takes to the job whether she wants to stick with the job And I'm kind of curious how this is going to go because when I first 
seen this, I was thinking, well, we're going to be dealing with a lot of zombies. Didn't really expect much other characters to be part of this, but, I mean, just in these first couple issues, we're dealing with zombies, vampires, the Yeti, uh, and there's a variety of fun and interesting uh, demon-type dead type characters, fantasy characters, stuff like that. And you gotta see a lot of things with people's relationships in here and people dealing with their own problems, alcohol anonymous, uh, alcohol addiction, stuff like that going on and just Watching characters try to live their life with dealing with their own issues and surprisingly have demonic, uh, evil, monster-type issues to deal with along the way. So, which issues are worse? Your own demons or the demons that walk in the night? You're going to have to read it to find out. And then we checked out King Spawn. We're on issue four now by Image Comics. This one's getting deeper with the young child who carries likes to carry the crown around, wants Spawn to be his his king and wear the crown. Spawn keeps resisting. Um, we got a big burly character in here that's kind of like split in two a little bit uh, he's he's quite the disgusting disemboweled uh, <laughs> messed up character that Spawn has to deal with in here and he does his things and the kid gets to see some more stuff going on and get deeper into it the whole crown issue with Swan. And we get uh, kind of like a can't say ghostly, can't say spiritually uh, an entity that kind of like appears A ghostly style entity that's kind of trying to lay out the storyline, get the get Spawn going on a certain path, and along the way, we're also dealing with medieval Spawn, still dealing with what uh, Spawn wants him to work on with in Canada. And we got characters that are coming from the different realms. We got certain realms that are shut off to everybody else. We got the female spawn trying to help a bunch of children, keep them from getting uh, taken out by these evil entities and making things worse in the long run and causing more gates to be held off for people to access things and it's just 
we're definitely getting deeper, deeper into the storyline and more stuff with the psychiatrist character in here. But it's still a good, strong storyline. It's not not letting me down yet. It's. I think we have the next new one run popping up here pretty soon called Scorched. We should be seeing issue one coming out pretty soon within the next month or so. Then I picked up this one because I like the wraparound cover. Uh, it was another bargain one. It's I got it for I believe like a I got all those for like a dollar and twelve cents piece when you rounded them up. But uh, Red Goblin, Red Death, number one, Spider Man, nice Goblin, Spidey flying over the city with the pumpkin bombs all over the place design with the wraparound cover it's, it's a nice little cover except for of course mine comes and it's all curled up on the seam and stuff which sucks but i can press it out i'm sure but red goblin red death spider-man cured norman osborne of his green goblin serum induced insanity by injecting him with an antidote but the cure also depowered norman and if there's one thing Norman Osborn will never stand for, it's losing power. So he found the one thing that could purge the antidote, the Carnage Symbiote. With his power and his insanity restored and mixed with the additional powers of the Carnage Symbiote, the Red Goblin is born. It's like this would have been more of a fun uh, Carnage line for the carnage movie instead of pumping it into the venom movie but this carnage goblin harry osborne mix is a very interesting little collaboration and you you got a psychotic character already that's taking the body of another psychotic character and then in, introduced a psychotic symbiote into the pact you got quite the collaboration of insanity going on. But yeah, you get to see Norman Osborne dealing with his little city self and kind of playing around with J. Johanna, J. Jonah Jameson to find out Spider Man's uh, real name his history his life find out who spider-man actually is and along the way we get to see some kids that are being abused and mistreated and how characters turned into who they were because of how they were treated in their younger age we get to see some halloween antics going on with some kids and of course kids are always bullies and and it's just it was an interesting look into these characters and a nice little basis to them and i'm hoping that we get to go deeper into this storyline 
it says, I mean, this must have, this was obviously a one shot, but it says for more Norman Osborne and the Carnage symbiote, check out Absolute Carnage, which we did get some of the Absolute Carnage comics that we talked about in the past and really enjoyed. And I would like to get deeper on those someday. I hope we can. But yeah, this is a fun one. It's Red Goblin, Red Death, number one. The cover I got was the cover B, Chris Daughtry and Ron Garney, wraparound cover. Check that out. Nice little Spidey intro before we go see a Spidey movie tomorrow. And then the final one I'm going to talk about here is Van Helsing by Xenoscope. Return the League of Monsters, part one and two. Lysel Van Helsing has protected the knights from vampires, werewolves, and creatures beyond nightmares for years. Now, all of her deadliest foes return in one final attempt to break the famed hunter. Dracula's daughter, Frankenstein, the Beast of Exmoor, the Invisible Woman, and more, launch an all-out assault against the hero. Before they let her die, though, they have a plan to break her down in a way that she's never been before. Will this be the end for Van Helsing? It's funny because I just talked about some new upcoming stuff, and that's got more stuff about some people trying to end Van Helsing that she has yet to have happen to her. It's like she's a badass. You're not going to take her down. But they try. They do some... They pretty much got her well-controlled in this issue. Uh, We get to see Dracula. We get to see Dracula's daughter. We get to see a lot of the characters from the Van Helsing groups, including... Well, I better take this. And I will get back to you in a bit. Okay, let's get back to Lysel Van Helsing and the rest of the gang of monsters. Yeah, you get the Invisible Woman. You get Frankie. You get the Dog Boy. The Beast of Exmoor whatever the heck he is supposed to be. (laughs) Frankie looks like he's been remodified a little bit here in this storyline, but they're still constantly trying to take her down, trying to do certain things to her, weaken her. They do a pretty damn good job in here. Uh, She bumps heads with a few of the characters along the way. And then her view, her boyfriend, her significant other happens to get modified, you could say. Uh, Changed up a little bit. You get to see what happens with him along the way. Uh, 
and we're dealing with Hades and stuff, so you get pretty deep into the balls of hell and all that, what's going on with those characters, so. But yeah, I'm looking forward to this. was a decent 32-page issue, and it's just a two-parter. So I'm looking forward to part two, see how they finish it off. I'd like to see her get back together with Hyde and stuff. I mean, I know she's having problems with the Jekyll Hyde character and stuff. But, but yeah, that was a lot of fun by Xenoscope. So look into that. And then health-wise today, uh, let's look into like, Renal issues, renal diet, basically foods for healing your, giving you healthy kidneys, foods you must avoid and stuff like that. It's like you got your kidney and there's the fat layer around it. Also has some fibrous tissue and the adrenal gland on it to protect it. But there's a renal diet out there that Includes kidney-friendly foods that can be beneficial if you suffer from chronic kidney disease or if you want to just healthify your kidneys up and make sure they're working at optimal uh, benefits for your body. Foods such as fruits, vegetables, fish, and small portions of lean meat are foods that are good for your kidneys. To help care for your kidney health. If you do have chronic kidney disease, it is also important to avoid foods that are high in sodium, potassium, and phosphorus. Chronic kidney disease impairs the kidney's function to remove salts and minerals from the body. Therefore, it is essential that the renal diet or kidney-friendly diet is one that promotes good kidney health. Uh, we are just getting very popular today. I'm not even going to answer that one right now. I can deal with these people later. I'm sick of answering phones today. But your kidneys are bean-shaped organs that help to filter blood, remove waste, balance minerals, and maintain fluid balance. Uh, well... The renal diet also includes dietary restrictions depending on the stage of the kidney disease. For example, a chronic kidney disease stage 3 diet restricts restricts protein to 0.8 grams per kilogram of body weight. That's because protein can affect the filtration efficiency of the kidney and aggravate CKD. However, in serious cases of kidney disease where hemodialysis is necessary, protein intake is increased in the kidney diet. Uh, Let's see. I don't know. I was just kind of looking at this mainly because of my kidney readings and stuff. I want to do a nice something to help flush out my kidney more. So, and we don't really need to get into the CKD and stuff. 
I want to get more into foods that are better for a renal diet and stuff like that. Like a kidney disease diet should include low potassium foods so as to limit potassium intake to less than 3 grams per day. However, if you have no risk of hyperkalemia, then scientists say that you could take up to 4.7 grams per day. Low potassium fruits that are good for your kidneys are things like apple, pear. It's like a medium apple with the skin on. Contains 195 milligrams of potassium. Small pear contains 172 milligrams of potassium. Half a grapefruit has 166 milligrams of potassium. Medium orange has 203 medium, 237 milligrams of potassium. Uh, low, other low potassium fruits that are kidney friendly are whole plum, peach, pineapples, watermelons. Low potassium vegetables that are good for your kidneys. Things like cabbage, cauliflower, cooked carrots, celery, green peas, onions. Uh, yeah, it's fruits with high potassium levels that you want to avoid are things like banana, pomegranate, and mango. Other high potassium foods to avoid would be avocado, beets, baked beans, white and sweet potatoes, tomatoes. And this is something you need to look into if you do have kidney renal issues and stuff like that. Kidney failures that you have to worry about and stuff. Look that up yourself if you do. This isn't really... MS related, I was just looking for something to help flush my kidneys out, hoping that I would have found something good from this article, but I don't really see anything too overly beneficial to me and the things that I would use for health benefits, I can see, but I can see a lot of the things that they don't want to use are things that I can also use with my other diets, so. I don't want to get too deep into that. That's best for someone to look into if they have those type of issues. They can talk to your doctor about it and learn more about it that way. Uh, Let's look into the Hermes sign. The Hermes sign mainly results in an electric or wave sensation that travels down your neck and back. You may also have this feeling in your arms, legs, fingers, and toes. The shock-like feeling is often... Short and intermittent, however, it can feel quite powerful while it lasts. Mine's almost all the time. All I gotta do is bend my head forward today. It's extra special because <laughs> today, as soon as I bent my head forward, it instantly started vibrating my buttocks in <laughs> my tailbone area. <clears throat> Gave me a tingling sensation up my pooper. <laughs> The pain is usually the most prominent when you bend your head to your chest. 
twist your neck in an unusual way or are tired or overheated. When bending forward or causing the Lehermity sensation is painful, it isn't dangerous and it won't cause further damage to your spinal cord or make your MS worse. As I was wondering with the head banging or anything like that, if that would increase it or make it more prevalent or worsen it at all, but apparently it won't. The Hermes sign is caused by nerves that are no longer coated with adequate myelin. This causes a delay in sending signals across the damaged area when there's pulling or extending of the spinal cord, like when your neck is flexed. The Hermes sign is common in MS, but it's not exclusive to the condition. People with spinal cord injuries or inflammation might also feel symptoms. Transverse myelitis. Oh, the following can also cause the Hermes sign. Transverse myelitis or inflammation in the spinal cord. Bessette's disease, disease, which is an autoimmune disease that causes damaged blood vessels and mouth spores. Lupus. Disc herniation or spinal cord compression, severe vitamin B12 deficiency, or physical trauma. Just talk to your doctor about any of those conditions that you may be having or causing you to feel the distinct pain of the Hermes sign. See what they have to offer. Some possible treatments that may help minimize the sensations of the Hermes sign include medications such as steroids and anti-seizure medications. I mean, it doesn't do any damage. It's just really annoying. It can be painful. It can be... Some people, like myself at times, consider it uh, overall spinal orgasm <laughs> from head to toe. But sometimes it's more painful. Sometimes it's just vibrating. Sometimes it's just numbing, stingy. Uh, posture adjustment and monitoring might help. Relaxation techniques may help. Talk to your doctor about different treatment options that would be best for you. Your doctor may prescribe anti-seizure drugs to help manage your pain. These medications may help control your body's electrical impulses. Doctor might also recommend steroids if it's part of a general MS relapse. Medication can also lessen the pain that common, that's commonly associated with MS. Uh, electromagnetic field fields directed at at areas outside your skull may also help in treating the Hermes sign and other common MS symptoms. But more con conclusive research on this method in the TENS unit is needed. And I would not want to live in the old times, but I'd love to go back in the old times and see what they did with people that had MS, that they didn't understand what they were going through and what kind of torturous stuff that they put these poor bastards through and the kind of testing they did on them. But, because it's like when you're dealing with neurological and pains and issues 
and stuff like that. They get into like electric shocks and all that stuff. And there were some scary things back in the days that they used to do to people. Uh, lifestyle changes that may make your symptoms more manageable include wearing a neck brace, which can keep you from bending your neck too much and worsening the pain. Working with a physical therapist on improving your posture, which can help prevent an episode. And practicing deep breathing and stretching exercises to help lessen the pain. MS symptoms like the Hermes sign, especially in the relapsing remitting form of MS, often worsen in times of physical or emotional stress. And I got secondary progressive in mind's always different levels. Sometimes minor, sometimes max, maxed out. Try to get plenty of sleep and monitor your stress levels to help help manage your symptoms. It might even be helpful to talk with others about what you're going through. If you'd like to connect with others who have MS and get support, check out the free MS Healthline app on your iPhone or Android. Look in your social groups, look in your Facebook groups. There's lots of ways to meet up and find people, like-minded individuals. Medication that encourages you to focus on your emotions and thoughts can also help you manage your nerve pain. And studies on prevalence are scarce, however... Some studies found small percentage of people with MS experience the symptoms. I've had it for many, many, many years. Definitely over 30 years. The Hermes sign can be jarring, especially if you're not familiar with it. See your doctor right away if you begin to feel sensations like electric shocks in your body when you bend or flex your neck, neck muscles. And it kind of was a key to finally getting my MS diagnosis. That was the thing I told my doctor, my newest new doctor at that time. And he's like, yeah, you got to see a neurologist. So. But gradually changing your behavior to minimize the pain and stress of this condition can greatly improve your quality of life if you're lucky. And you can actually get it to go away some. But it's nothing really dangerous, nothing you really have to worry about. Other types of MS pain that we can wonderfully deal with. Uh, neuropathic nerve pain, which is the most common, and nociceptive musculoskeletal pain. These types of pain are classified according to their underlying causes. Neuropathic pain. Also referred to as nerve pain, affects as many, um, affects a lot of us. With multiple sclerosis, it occurs as a direct result of MS-related damage to the protective coating, the myelin sheath surrounding the nerves in the brain and spinal cord. This interferes with the nerve's ability to transmit signals to the brain. This short-circuiting result in, results in burning, feelings, stabbings, pins, needles, Squeezing sensations. Nerve pain and MS may be either chronic, long-lasting, or acute, short-lived. 
Acute neuropathic pain in particular may represent as one of the first symptoms of MS, or it can occur during an MS relapse, a flare-up. Sometimes nerve pain can last seconds to a few minutes at a time, but then may keep reoccurring or may stay around. And this pattern is called paroxysmal nerve pain, and the treatment approach may be different than that of chronic pain. There are several types of nerve pain, like trigeminal neuralgia. TN is caused by damage to the trigeminal nerve. It's like a pain of a shooting pain in the jaw, the cheek, or the forehead. It can be electrical, severe pain. Uh, some people have described it as likeness to having had natural childbirth and kidney stones, and they say the pain is worse than that. Uh, the Hermes sign, which we just talked about, is a type of pain. There's also the MS hug, which is a painful symptom of multiple scrolls that feels like a tight band squeezing the chest or abdomen. The MS hug is believed to be caused by an immune attack to the thoracic spinal cord. I think it can also feel like a big-ass gorilla is grabbing your ass and crushing you. Giving you a big old bear hug. Optic neuritis. Some people with MS may also experience optic neuritis, an inflammation of the optic nerve, which connects the eyeball to the brain. Optic neuritis can cause an uncomfortable sensation behind either eye that is worse with eye movements and is associated with blurred or lost vision in the affected eye. This condition occurs when swelling damages the optic nerve. It's one thing that can be a first sign of MS for a lot of people. Muscle skeletal pain, nociceptive pain, referred to as muscle skeletal pain, results from damage to the body's muscles, tendons, ligaments, or soft tissues. In MS, this pain may be caused by muscle weakness, stiffness, or difficulties with coordination. Hip and back pain, for example, may occur when a person with MS alters their gait, their walk, to accommodate for muscle weakness or balance issues, known as compens compens compensatory, com compensatory gait. <laughs> Other people may develop muscle or joint pain as a result of muscle spasms, stiffness, or changes in posture. Another type of pain commonly seen in people with MS is spasticity or muscle tightness. Many people with MS experience symptoms of muscle tightness, cramping, stiffness, or spasms. These symptoms are often worse at night and can disrupt sleep. Severe recurrent spasms of the arms and legs can be highly painful but are usually responsive to treatment. Uh, it's possible to experience pain as a side effect of medications for MS. Symptoms may include headaches, injection site reactions. Uh, there's just lots of other side effect pains that can pop up and happen randomly. 
Well, terms such as nerve pain and nociceptive pain describe why pain is occurring. Pain in MS may also be described according to what it feels like. Spasmodic pain, which is commonly a result of spasticity and muscle spasms, may be brief, cramping, and intense. Paroxysmal pain, which is usually neuropathic, occurs in short, unpredictable bursts of severe shooting pains. Uh, more generally, neuropathic pain can cause many different sensations. You can feel like you have burning pins and needles, tingling, stabbing, electrical pain, and this can be part be in any part of your body or a bunch of parts at once uh, or one whole side of your body or whatever. And you never know. It just depends on what nerve damage you have and what your body decides to feel that moment. Feelings of numbness, burning, or crawling on the skin. Uh, you can have excruciating neuropathic pain that can radiate throughout parts of your body. Uh, there's just tons. It can be minor to, oh my God, I'm dying type pain. <laughs> then it just... You can try different types of medications. You can try hot and cold therapies. You can adjust your movements and posture, work out, get some flexibility in your life, pace yourself, don't overdo things, uh, work with your team, talk to your doctors, your health professionals, see what you guys can come up with. Some benefits and bonuses. Let's end it there today with some... Interesting, weird facts. Let's see. Well, that don't make any sense. All right, we got... French was the official language of England for over 600 years. King Richard the Lionhearted spoke French. Uh, Figaro Street. Figueroa Street in Los Angeles is 30 miles long. That makes it the longest street in the world. And these were back a while, so these could be changed by now. Yale University's sports teams are nicknamed the Bulldogs. There is always a Bulldog on the sidelines at Yale football games. But in the fall of 1975, there was something different about the Yale Bulldog. For the first time in 86 years, the Bulldog was a female. The new Bulldog has the same name as the 11 other male Bulldogs who came before her, though. Dapper Dan. I remember that name. All right, one more here. Some people get married in churches. Others get married in homes or offices. Others prefer something more unusual. Take the couple who were married in a bomber plane. Flying over the city of Houston, Texas in 1919, or the couple who were married in midair in New York in 1940. In that wedding, the bride and groom, the minister, the best man, the maid of honor, and four musicians all jumped from, the, from a plane and were floating to earth in parachutes. I believe I remember seeing that recorded somewhere. 
at one time. But yeah, weird fun facts. Sometimes good, sometimes sucks. Sometimes stuff we already know. But that's it for today. Hope you enjoyed the show. Be good to yourself. Be good to everybody else. Keep the monster at bay. Check out Crimson Call Comic Club. Check out Under the Call. Keep following us. Rate, review, send us questions, comments. We don't care if you like us or not. Give us a rating and review us just so we can get some people to notice us out there. And why not tell a friend or two? Let them know about us. Get us some followers. We'll get back to you sometime soon.